Are we doing the show before the show? I think we are. I think we're doing the show before the show. I think we should do the show. Sometimes we do that. Yeah. We got to give the, we got to give the people the good stuff, not the secondhand stuff. This is, I don't think this is secondhand stuff. No, it's firsthand stuff. Yeah. We got to give them the good stuff. Let's give them the stuff. Oh, should we? If we're going to do this, let's do this. I think we should do that. I don't know. I'm just saying. Hello, Avalanche fans, and welcome back to the Avs Hockey Podcast. This is your home for almost everything Avalanche, and I'm your host, JV. In this show, my man, James Tapeleg Grayling, and I look at the Blues and Oilers series. We revisit our exhaustive list of hockey cliches, and we refuse to make any predictions because everyone knows what we want to see happen. Those topics and a whole bunch more Avs and hockey stuff. Coming at you in episode number 139 of the Avs Hockey Podcast. Stick around. The AHP is next. Hey, what's going on, Avalanche fans? Welcome back to the Avs Hockey Podcast. He is James Tapeleg-Gralian, and I am Jay Veen, and this is your home for almost everything Avalanche, the Western Conference champions for 2022. Still your home for almost everything Avalanche because we are still playing hockey. It is, it is. Yeah, and it's hockey, it's hockey weather right now. Oh, yeah. It's June 13th, and we're still playing hockey. It's June 13th as we record this, and they still haven't sanded out the Stanley Cup. It's June still a 13th. still quarter of the playoffs left. And the Avalanche yeah. are playing hockey. It's it's balmy outside. It was uh, almost almost 100 degrees here in 100. Denver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hockey weather. What do you wear to the rink? Shorts. I noticed most of the Tampa fans yeah, notice, notice most of the Tampa fans wearing shorts. <laughs> like that's what you that's what you're gonna have oh, to yeah. wear. Oh yeah. Have you ever know. been to a game in uh, Tampa? No, I have right. not. I know you've talked about I know been a few been to a few the, and they've have uh Tesla coils hanging from the electric. ceiling. There's a gigantic organ uh they that they play in the middle of the show with all the pipes and everything. Um and you know, the fans are the fans are into it. They're That's they're fancy. very into it. Well, I don't like we've never done this. Mm-hmm. Like this is the fifteenth year of the Avs Hockey Podcast. You're home for almost everything Avalanche. So we've never done anything past the second round. So this is uncharted territory. This is kooky. This is kooky. Do we know how to we know how to podcast this late in the playoffs? Yeah, I think well, so. It's like right we'll now. Sure. It's just another podcast. Yeah, we're gonna find yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna find, find out. out. We're also gonna first we're gonna deal with a little bit of business, which is number jersey number thirty nine. Yeah, we're gonna deal with oh, that. Oh man. Oh, oh man. man. Pablo Franzos, <laughs> current uh current avalanche legend. That's our, That's guy. our guy. Go get him, yep. Frankie. Tyler Arneson. Another abs mm. legend. TJ Galliardi. Yeah. Arneson, though, one of the longer sticks. No, no, nothing weird intended here. One of the longer sticks in Avalanche mm-hmm. history. He used the longest stick. I don't know why. It didn't seem to do him a ton of good, but <laughs> there you go. He he got a long stick. That's one thing Great I remember. Great for poke about checking. Other than that, it's probably not That's everything it. you think it's going to be. Yeah, and Galliardi, we know Galliardi mm-hmm. for all the all the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Well, two reasons really. 
<laughs> Those of you that have followed our show, for and years, I had, yeah. I had completely one, forgotten about that. I had, I had forgotten one thing about, we noticed the about whole, TJ Galliardi. Mm, yep. He, he got hit in the, in an important area a lot of times. So whatever happened, I mean, I, I remember like a, the butt end of a stick and it's just, it just happened to him. It had to be somebody. So it was TJ Galliardi. I'm just, I'm just taking a note right now for the, for later to look up, uh, look up any videos of said incidents. <laughs> just saying. Oh man. Uh, Good times. Jeff Paul, Billy Neiman. Legend. Well, I mean, Hey, you want to talk about Stanley cups? I mean, he was on the 2001 mm-hmm. team. Great. One of the best smiles in avalanche history. And he <laughs> scored a couple big goals in the finals. Yeah. So he, he was, he was clutch mm-hmm. kind, kind of guy you need on your team in order to win Stanley cups. Absolutely. But and then a couple, yeah, a couple of, a couple of uh, Nordiques, Ken McRae. Yeah. Uh, there always has to be one. There always has to be do one it. that I'm not just, uh, you can do this. Uh, Sergey Roberge. Yeah, eh, probably wrong. I'm, I'm probably wrong. 1991. I'd say, I'd say Serge. Sir, Serge. I think it rhymes then, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Serge Roberge. Yeah, that's a hockey <laughs> name right there. <laughs> oh, he is from Quebec. I know that's a shocker yeah. with a name like that. Serge Roberge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Breaking news. Drummondville. He played for. In his, God. He was a Quebec Rem, uh, Rempart, uh, okay. one of the Hull Olympiques. And uh, the Drummondville Voit Voit Voitagers Voit 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 Hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, not so much. There we go. He had a brother named Mario that played. That's that's easy. Yeah, to say. he was uh five years with the uh Canadi- with the Canadians. All right. So, well, there's your history mm-hmm. lesson. Peeps. There you go. There yeah. you go. But well, glad to have you. Glad to have you here, yeah. friends. I mean, here we, here we are. Here we are. It's, and we didn't, we didn't podcast after the blues game. We just kind of rolled right in. We yeah. didn't have as much time in between the blues game and these, and the Oilers games because they didn't actually sweep that series. But right yeah. now the avalanche are sitting at 12 wins and two losses. That that's nutty. It's one of the, I, I think win or lose, it's actually one of the shortest they're only actually. I think I put in the notes. I, I, if I can remember it off the top of my head, they're they're one of like seven teams in NHL history to play fourteen games heading into the finals to sweep to sweep two of the thir- first three series wow. in the playoffs. Like e- either way, no matter how this goes, it's one of the shorter runs in NHL history, which is which is good. I mean, you can't complain mm-hmm. about that. I, I think I remember back in the day. I think sometimes the time off would be something that teams really lost a step on. And I don't know whether it because of the game has gotten a little more, I guess, physical in a certain way or whatever. Almost, Joe, yeah, Joe Sakic has definitely come out and said directly, like, rest is a weapon, mm-hmm. and and the Avs have proven over and over that they're okay with some time off. And and sure, it's going to take them a little time to get their legs underneath themselves, but you know, the Lightning are going to have three full days off before things you know start on Wednesday as well. So. I don't know. It's hard to complain. I mean, if, if you have a chance to sweep a team, you sweep a team. You know, you do your best to get it done. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's why, why wouldn't you do that? So the Avs have done a great job of that so far. I also I read, well, the injuries, obviously, we're going to talk about some. Mm-hmm. I also read yeah. today that this is the first Stanley Cup final in history where both teams, neither team has an S at the end of their name. And it's only the second championship of the major pro 
uh, for pro sports where that's been the case. Hmm. You can probably what's the you, other one? You can probably guess which league it is. I guessed I guessed the what? league and I guessed one of the two teams. Was it baseball? No, it was basketball. Oh. Jazz? Nope. That's what I that was one oh. I thought. What's the other team's Thunder? And Ah, oh, Jay. Well, the Heat. Yeah. The Heat? Ah, heat okay. versus Thunder. Yes, yep. this this used to be, I think there's more and more teams now, but it used to be kind of a fun a, a fun mm-hmm. trivia question. Like, name, name out of the four major sports, there's the Red Sox, White Sox, Jazz, Heat, Thunder, Avalanche, Lightning. Yeah, there's Wild. Like, and, and, then the Wild. and then there's only two teams, if I remember right, that are not named after a province or a state or like a, yeah, a province or a city or a state. Really? Yeah. Really? There's there's two. One in football and one in basketball. Okay. Well, New England Patriots then. The Patriots. And, oh, this is obviously really good, compelling podcasting here. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Stuff you didn't need to know. Oh, no. They're still playing, too. I don't know how closely you follow basketball. Oh, Golden though. State Warriors. Golden you State. Go. So you've got, like, the nickname of the state and then, you know, the name of the region. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Just fun yeah. things, you know? All right, so there's a little trivia. Right. Speaking of fun things, yeah. oh, the Avalanche are, the Avalanche so have gone <laughs> twelve and two. Twelve, 12 and two. two. That's insane. It doesn't. Does it feel that way? I guess it does feel. You that know, way. I is, I got to be honest with you. I got things got a little dicey for me in the uh, Blues series. There was a I was yeah. feeling a little bit of concern, um, even though it was, close. it was a little it was closer than I wanted to see it. Um, that whole I mean, game five thing, I. I hands on the head um, that it took overtime to win game four. Yep. Or was it game four? Sorry. No, uh, no, that was, was, sorry. Wrong, uh, wrong series there. I mean, they were basically headed to overtime in game six. Basically. It was, it was so close. Yeah. It was not. They lost game five, game five in overtime. Yep. Yeah. There was so, yeah, I, I, I was I was starting to get a little worried. I was getting a little concerned, and now yeah. I can I feel like I can relax a little bit. It's just how the playoffs. Like my go. my voice it's is just... getting a little high talking about the game. <laughs> is it it's just go a in? roller coaster. There's I, that's the best way I can describe it to somebody. It's it's there's no way around this being a roller coaster one way or another. And it's we'll talk about it in the cliches, but you, if you don't take care of the puck against the teams that you're playing against mm-hmm. now, it's it's going to lead to a. a pretty good scoring chance if not in in your net like a lot of the time like way too much of the yeah. times and that's that's the thing that the blues took advantage of it was well so did the oilers like that was a that was a good series just back and forth games games one and four were just circuses we can we can talk a little bit more about that i was you know you know what i was worried about in game five when the abs lost against the blues is nathan mckinnon comes and finishes his hat trick and just it was ridiculous, and I was afraid that the Avs in Game Four against the Oilers were going to waste another great Nathan McKinnon goal to either tie the game or take mm-hmm. the lead. But then they didn't, which is so. Then everything's just mm-hmm. fine. And the, and and honestly, the other thing is that the Avalanche haven't had a lot of a lot of silliness. There's been those. I, I'm I'm thinking specifically about Landis Cog in the offside. Um, and this, yeah. you know, and when they got, and when they were eliminated, you know, after that, for that game, for what was essentially silliness and kind of sloppiness. And yeah. this time so far, 
there's been almost none of that. I think we've seen a couple yeah. of uh, maybe one or two too many men on the ice, which at this speed, at, at this pace, and with the way that players are kind of going in and out of games with uh, injuries and stuff, it can be hard. It's difficult with, yeah. you know, especially with line juggling. I think that's one of the problems that you see, or one of the things that people don't really think about when there are too many men on the ice. Like, who was I going on for last shift? Who am I going on for this shift? It may seem really simple and basic, but if you've been going on for this guy 20 times and now you're going on for somebody else, all of a sudden that's, that's a weird shift. And it's something you gotta, you gotta think you gotta pay a lot more attention to the injuries during the, during the games as well. You got guys that are dinged up, but also guys that, you know, get hit by a, get hit by a Mm -hmm. shot. And so, yeah, it's critical to pay a pay attention to those, those smaller details and yeah, sometimes that gets lost in the mix. But yeah, I think about uh, you know. Cogliano and blocking shots in that last, mm-hmm. uh, that last series and that last game, and then he comes out Man, for I the was, handshake line. And he's shaking with the other hand and not letting yeah, anybody I touch so that other hoping, hand. What's where is he going to be? I was so hoping since he was out there, just in general, I saw him in the picture. I was like, okay, that's a good sign. And then it wasn't such a yeah. good sign. I haven't so. actually heard the injury report uh, on him. Is he outdone? Uh, both he and Kadri both had surgery. <sighs> Um, but they have not been ruled out yet. They're so ruled out. Just depends on how long things go, and that's that's where having eight days in between mm. your last game and this game really yeah. helps. You're not going to have any more injuries. I mean, if they're having surgery, it's uh, going to be broken bones. And if it's broken bones, they're pretty much yeah. done. You never know. You never know. And and yeah, Bednar is playing the play. He's playing the you know the. Uh, no, I'm not telling you anything. Are they out? Hmm. Oh, as he should, as frustrating as it is <laughs> for us as fans. Yeah, don't. I wonder when we're going to find out who's starting game one in the final. Like, because he's not going to no. say anything until he until he has to. Or normally it's that morning skate and whichever goaltender's off first on the morning skate is your mm. starter. Maybe, maybe so. they both come off at the exact same time. <laughs> Holding hands. <laughs> we'll see. We'll did see. you see the so, yeah. uh, did you see the video uh, from the bench? At the end of Game Four of uh, I did. yeah of Kemper going to France, I did. I just I just actually yeah. watched that. I'm uh, we're always on the same page. We have the same yeah, but yeah, that was great. It was like you guys go by me. I'm gonna go give my goaltender a hug here. <laughs> I thought that was great. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, speaking of Kadri, he was a big story in the first round. Um, runs into Jordan Bennington led to a lot of drama, led to a lot of predictable hate. Uh, per, you know projected his way from fan, from St. Louis fans and that's just unacceptable but uh yeah he comes back and scores a hat trick the next game and that's how you do it when you can get the opposing fans to flip you off like they were flipping him off you've done pretty well <laughs> yes <laughs> yes but yeah that play was interesting uh it really changed the it actually looking at the goaltender rankings as far as all the statistics go um Ville Husso was last in the playoffs and Darcy Kemper was just above him. Mm. Uh, so the Blues could have used some help in, in goal and Bennington was the guy who was obviously finding his form again. But, you know, you watch that play, it's, it's a, it's, I, I guess you can call it a hockey play, but, you know, Kadri was going after the puck and he got redirected and everybody landed on the goaltender. And I don't, you know, and I'm saying that as an Avalanche fan, obviously, but, if the same thing had happened to Darcy Kemper, I I don't know how mad I could be about it. It wasn't a I don't I don't think it was a dirty play, and I think those of you that have been following our show for a while know that we try to be as 
you know, subjective as possible and fair as possible. So I don't know. Did you think anything about I mean, that? He, he probably could have held up a little longer, but at the same time, yeah. when you're going for a loose puck and you have somebody on you, it's one of those things that does happen. And it's not, if the, if the puck had been covered, if he'd had his glove right on top of that puck and it wasn't available at all, then yeah, oh, I could, I would probably have yeah. problems with it. Um, and also one of the things that I really didn't care one iota about was uh water bottled gate or whatever you want to call it through the Bennington <laughs> through an empty water bottle or partially full or full or I don't, I heard both. I, I honestly, it was like, really, that's, that's what we got. That's, that's what we care about right now. Eh, didn't care one bit. Just ridiculous. He admitted to it as well. He was just like, uh, I saw him and that's what I did. But here's the thing with Bennington, that Bennington was not the starting goaltender for the playoffs and he wasn't the starting goaltender for a little while. He's the money guy. He's the guy who won them their last cup, but they were actually going with their backup goalie for quite a while there as the hot hand and he got cold and Bennington came in. So it wasn't like it was, it was a little more like a Kemper Francois situation rather than Tampa who have one guy and he's the guy and I can't even I have absolutely no idea who the backup is because why would you put it's it's Brian Elliott really in fact it's it's old it's abs legend Brian Elliott (laughs) oh my god I saw him on the bench a few times I was like oh Oh. wow but that's how some teams need to do it you know I mean it's it's if it weren't if if Bennington had been the guy for quite a while okay I would, I would see it being more, you know, more of a pissed off thing, but their backup goalie, he was, he was the guy for a while. So come on, you know, and he wound up, he wound up, uh, winning a game. Um, he never wound up really having that stand on your head, steal one kind of performance against the avalanche. Um, I, I mean, the closest he got was, uh, the, uh, was game six with letting in three. So, yeah. 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 It was just, yeah, yeah it's not, it's, it's just, you know, it's a hockey play and and people are going to have feelings about mm-hmm. that. I totally get it too. It's well, the blues certainly had know. feelings about it as well. They mm-hmm. did. And, and one, one of the blues was David Perron. Like he, he got real focused on Kadri. He ended up getting fined $5,000 for a cross check in front of their bench. Like Kadri got into it and Perron kind of jumped him. And then honestly, like, one of the biggest avalanche killers that we know of through the years, no matter who he's played for, he disappeared the last couple of games. I don't know if that was a health thing for him or what, but it was, that was really interesting to watch that happen to where he just kind of lost his focus. And he, he was not a factor for the last couple of games. Yeah. I didn't hear his name very much. I didn't see him very much. And he's a, he's a guy that just, he wastes our team over and over again. So I don't know. You can, you can kind of decide, are you going to be distracted by this? Or are you going to try and use it to focus your energy and, and move forward? Cause there's not a whole lot you can do about your goaltender. That's going to be out, but yeah, I did also miss, I, mean, I missed the, uh, I didn't realize it until the notes here that, uh, he speared Devin, uh, Devontae's right in the, right in a sense, right, right in, in the, the Galliardi TJ work where TJ Galliardi would have gotten speared mm-hmm. as well. He, he, and he did that late in game. Was it game four? It was game four. He did that late. Yep. Yeah. He did it late in game four. And he knew, he knew at that point, if you watch him, he knows if he gets a penalty, it doesn't matter. The game was over at that point. He was just trying to get in somebody's head and kind of play that rough stuff. And 
you know, the Edmonton did that a little bit too in game three, I believe. And they just try and rough, rough people up. And, um, I guess there's a time for that. And there's, I, I don't know. It just, it, it just didn't look good on them. It wasn't doing them any good. You got to be smarter than that. Even during the playoffs when it means nothing, you know, and that's, yeah, he did both of those things. I, I think the spear didn't, didn't get called, but he obviously, he was mad. And I think they scored right after that or something like that. And, and Nathan McKinnon was angry. And, you know, he's pretty fiery anyway, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, there's that thin line between sticking up for your teammate and being distracted and sticking up for your teammate and using that energy to help. I think one of the things that I get tired of with Stanley Cup final or playoffs in general is all the message sending. I, yeah. you know, it's, it's a violent sport in general, lots of violent collisions. There's all kinds of things that happen that people then say, well, it was a hockey play, even though he got a concussion or it was a hockey play, even though he broke bones and blah, blah, blah. Um, I get tired of all the messages of the, we're going to send a message. You're if you want to send a message, win a game. If you, if you want to send a message, you know, make it, make it tight. This is not, or sometimes you already have, yeah, sometimes you've already played a good game and and you've sent the message that you need to just save your energy and Mm -hmm. move on to the next one. And it's, I think it's some of that old school that tries to hang on a little too long. Like at the end of game three against the Oilers, like it was Cassian Kane and there was one more. I, I, when I tweeted out abs podcast on Twitter, by the way, like I tweeted out and be like, you just made the list Evander Kane, uh, Zach Cassian. And there was one more that just had kind of a dirty mm-hmm. play. And it was just like, yeah, you guys just made the list, you know? And it's just, yeah, I totally hear what you're saying. I think sometimes you've already sent the message that needs to be sent. It's not like you're. It's not like this. It's not like the Avs would have thought they were giving up. You've you've played hard, and it was a good hockey game. But now you got to cross check somebody. Oh, it was Brad Malone, I think he he cross checked uh, whoever. It was it was Darren Helm, and he cross checked him right after the face off, and then got sent sent off. Like, okay, like all, all right, that's we didn't think you were going to give up, but yeah, go ahead and do that. But I want to make some kind yeah, of joke about. Brad Malone hitting the post, but I don't really have one. So I'm just going to throw that out there. And if somebody wants to write one and like tweet it at Jay, that'd be awesome. Maybe the joke tells itself. He just signed actually a contract with them today. Uh, A two year, two way deal with the, with the Oilers. Two way. Wow. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, but the, the end of that Blues series, um, the Avs just are just kind of off in game six, not got a whole lot going. JT Confer scores second and third period goals. And then Avs hero, Avs playoff legend, Darren Helm scores with five seconds. Forever left. will be remembered Unreal. as an avalanche and nowhere else. Darren Seriously. Helm? But sure. He, but he had done that once before. <laughs> like things are getting weird with, with like, I think it was to the day that he had done that in Detroit and then Lekkonen does what he does. We'll talk about the end of the Oilers series and here in a second, but uh, I'll post the link to like it, it was just, I don't know. Everybody's ready for overtime. And I think, I think the blues let down for a split second. And we all know we've talked about it in this show many, many times. That's all any, the, the margin for, error the margin Mm -hmm. for victory the margin for defeat in this league is small 
and in the playoffs, it's even. If smaller. you play a fifty-nine-minute game, that's one minute shy of what you really need to be playing. That may not nope. be good enough, and that—that that was the thing in, well, against the Oilers as well. Um, against the against the no, that was game two, against the Oilers, where two minutes the Oilers let up just a little bit, and the Avs scored three goals in two minutes and four seconds. That second line, Manson scored one of the goals, but the second line was on. Uh, Nazem Kadri, I believe it's the second fastest three-point uh, collection in NHL playoffs history. Um, that was just a heck of a stretch. So if you you can't you can't afford those stretches, and you can't afford to let your guard down, and that's kind of what happened at the very end of the Blues. Uh, they, everybody was ready for overtime, and you definitely can't you definitely it. can't have that in these playoffs because it seems like there's been mm-hmm. so many part places where there's been those two fast goals, three fast goals, and you know, boom, boom, boom. And all of a sudden you, you walk away, you know, and then all of a sudden you come back and the score has changed dramatically and you wonder what the heck yeah. just happened, which was what happened with me with game one with against the Oilers. We had opening night oh, of, of dear Evan Hansen that night. And I have to be yeah. dealing with things and I go deal with a thing and I come back and there's three goals has got scored. What the yeah. heck is going on here? This has to be a typo. It's I, the term is you know, fire wagon hockey. Seriously. Mm. It's just. It's just nuts. And game four got that same way. It's just back and forth. Mm. And you just need somebody to make a save or get a bounce or all the above. And yeah, it's just crazy. Um, let's see. Yeah. Have we, have we put the, 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 oh yeah, we, uh, we still have to talk about the hit on, uh, Gerard in the blues series. Don't we? Yes. We saw the hit. I, I don't know. He's just so, he's so little, Uh you know, and in, he got crushed, man, and that's but that's what you have to be ready for in the playoffs. But that was a serious injury. <laughs> like broke his, they, he broke his sternum. It just doesn't even seem sternum. really possible that that's something no. would happen. And yet, he got crushed. Oh, did he ever? I'm. I was really surprised oh. that there wasn't any punishment. I thought it was a hit from behind. Yeah. Um. Maybe the fact. Maybe because he turned a bit during the play. But it still felt like it was very much from behind. Yeah. Man, broken sternum. I mean, ah. but uh, that's got to hurt. Oh, so yeah. Bad. But he was back, like, I think the next day or two days after watching practice, you know, but it's just, I, I was worried about his, he was, his nose was bleeding. Mm. He hit the back of his head on the ice, I believe, as well. Like, I, I thought there was all kinds of other stuff going on. And it's just, yeah, that was a serious hockey hit. And, and yeah, I agree with you. And, and it's, Sometimes they do go off, you know, does a guy, you know, on a hit like that, how hurt they get. But, okay, let's talk about the Kadri, the Evander Kane hit on Kadri. Like, if that was one game, what do you have to do to get two games? Hmm. If you, if you essentially, and I wonder if that's why the Avs came out so quickly and said that he's, he's out for this series at least. I think what they were trying to do there was they were trying to make sure that the Department of Player Safety, quote unquote, quotes, yeah knew that he was going to be out for an extended mm. time because we all know that game. We all know if the guy's not hurt, if the guy comes back, uh, Victor Hedman game six against, against the Rangers, he caught a shoulder from Lafreniere. I believe that's how you say his name right on his chin. And he, he missed the rest of the second period. He missed about half the second period, came back for the third, played the whole third. Doesn't appear to be missing any time. There'll be no suspension. Yeah. But if for some reason he's knocked out and he's out cold on the ice and he's going to be out indefinitely, I guarantee you there's, there's a hearing and a, at least a fine. There was no other supplemental 
for, well, for a guy that's out of the playoffs anyways, but still. This was something that I, so, I know has been talked about a lot, with whether you punish the action or you punish the outcome. Yeah. And it's a hard balance because if you, you do a hit that doesn't seem that bad and yet the guy's out for two months because of a concussion or something like that, the does the punishment fit the crime? Is the crime the thing that you're punishing or is the outcome the thing that you're punishing? I remember Greg Wyszynski when he was with uh, Puck Daddy uh, had a lot of talk about this. And it was generally thought, yeah, punish punish the crime, punish the action, not the outcome. Right. At the same time, like I'm thinking about slashing penalties. You slash a guy's stick lightly and it breaks because it's got a chip in it, you're going to get the call for a slash. But every, if you if you time. tap his stick and it's and it's a strong stick and it doesn't and, and it doesn't break, you're not going to get the call. So you're you're yep. you're kind of punishing the outcome on that. Where does yep. where do you go? I mean, it's it's you know it's miles apart from breaking a bone or giving somebody a concussion, but it's still sure. philosophically a similar thing. I think. Yeah, it was just I was I was really confused as to why. Evander Kane was allowed to stay in the yeah. game after that. And, and, you know, that's coming from an Avalanche fan, obviously. But everybody who talked about it, except for the Oilers, that's the kind of hit that, well, there's that and then shoulders to the jaw. There's open ice hits that knock mm-hmm. people out with the head as the initial point of contact. I don't understand how he was allowed to stay in the game. It wasn't It wasn't necessarily a board. They called it boarding. It was actually a cross-check too close mm-hmm. to the boards. Which, which essentially is boarding too. But all year long, as and they actually looked at it. It was Wes McCauley and whoever else was the official. They looked at it and said, oh, that's a five-minute major, and he's allowed to stay in the game. All season long, that's a game misconduct. All season long. I don't know. It's just confusing. And it's hard. You know, our team's 12-2, and two and we're complaining about officiating or whatever. But we also are missing a big, a big piece of the Avalanche yeah. lineup for an extended amount of time. And, and like I said... Why is he allowed to stay in the game when everybody will tell you that's the type of hit that nobody wants to see? And what would it take to get two games? Like, yeah, I don't know. That That's everything that the league hates to happen between a hit from behind, an obvious hit from behind, a cross-check near the boards, a defensive, a, a defensive, defenseless mm-hmm. player. So what would it, what would he have to do to get two or well, three Well, and games? if this was the regular season, it would have been probably three games. I don't know what... Evander Kane's suspension history is. I know what his yeah. history of being. History yeah, history. I don't even yeah. really want. I don't really want to go there. No, we don't need to talk but about that. I don't know what his suspension history is like, so I don't know if there was much. Like, what was it yeah. the the previous year that when Kadri got was it eight games, and yes. that was and then this was only one. Yeah. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe yeah. if, uh, maybe if the abs, maybe if, uh, the abs had, or maybe if the series was two games to one, maybe they would have mm-hmm. done something slightly different. Um, yeah. and, and, and I really, I, uh, I don't want to put on the tinfoil hat. I don't want to get all conspiracy theory because I don't, I don't yeah. believe in those things. I don't believe that there's anything rigged. I don't believe that there's anything that they, Sure, they want to see certain teams do better occasionally, but also they want to see every, they want to see as fair a game because once you start turning into pro wrestling, 
then then you really can't shake that. They, they want to yeah. see a, a good series, and which I understand. But you also notice that in mm-hmm. Game Four, like you, you just get used to the makeup calls during the playoffs. You and I have been watching hockey for forty years, and you're used to during the playoffs and big games. You're used to those makeup mm-hmm. calls. They're used to maybe something softer coming back your way, and they've actually done the research on this. And there's numbers like. What does it take for a team to take four or five straight straight penalties? It's nearly impossible for one team to take five straight penalties, um, just because of there's the human nature in all this too. So, you know, I I totally understand what you're saying, and I don't think there's any conspiracy theories either. But I think the league, the league, and everybody would like to see a longer, longer series whenever oh, possible. Sure, sure, and especially yeah. now and with the, with the games on uh, TNT and ESPN, the ratings are much higher. Uh, which, which I was actually kind of surprised at. I thought that it would be pretty similar and I, but you know, I guess when you're the worldwide leader, you got, you, you bring people (laughs) along and (laughs) TNT has been really good with basketball and they're kind of trying to apply the same thing to, to hockey and it's apparently working. Well, they got a heck of a product. This is, this is the matchup everybody wanted to see. I think I said it when the Avs. One of the games where the Avalanche, I think it was the game here where the Avs played the Lightning. It was like a seven-game series against these teams later in mm-hmm. the year. Yep, uh, that's that's what everybody wants. And now, well, and also the actually, other thing that everybody just, wanted was what we got in uh, the the third round was the two yeah. best offensive players going up against each other, and yeah. it was an and it was an interesting matchup. It was interesting to watch it what sure everybody was. did. A lot of stories. There's a lot of, and there still is a lot of stories. It seems like most of the stories are on the Tampa side, which is fine. They have totally earned that. They're going for their third straight. Uh, Zach Cass, no, sorry, not Zach Cassian. Pat Maroon is going for his fourth straight cup, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, who else? Uh, Corey Perry's in his third straight cup with three different teams. Uh, Vajilevsky's third, just third a stud, final right? with three different teams. No, right. he hasn't won third final. With so there's I, there's more I think storylines on mm-hmm. the other side at least from what I've seen and that's fine they they have absolutely earned that they they have played better throughout the playoffs they were down to nothing against against the Rangers won the next four like that's strong they're looking good when they should and yeah. that's that's how champions and they took play. out the offensive powerhouse of Florida which mm-hmm. is yep. oh they yeah, shut them down which is what everybody here should three, be a little bit concerned th- about yeah yeah. Three goals in four games. Yeah. Insane. That's the, you know, Florida hit a wall right when they didn't need to. And, and you know, they, but they had a, they had a heck of a series against Toronto. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of stories. And I guess it depends on what you're looking at. And, you know, some Avs fans will be like, well, they're not talking about the Avs enough or the Avs actually are favored by like, you know, just by a little bit overall. Um, but, you know, one injury changes mm-hmm. everything. One one game, one stretch, one bounce. It, it changes everything. So it's going to be a heck of a series. Actually, the 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 Stanley Cup tickets are the most expensive they've ever been uh, ever. I think the the average ticket. I, I can't remember what the number is, but I know three thousand dollars is the one that's been thrown uh, around. Where where that's yeah, it's, it's just crazy because they can track all that obviously, and and you know it's going to be. When crazy. I went to Game um, Seven Stanley Cup Final in yeah. two thousand three in New Jersey. The tickets were six hundred dollars each. And we got we got a yeah. pair. Um, I can't. At, we're at five times more. Right that's now. that's a, that's nutty. It's insane. And, and even me, if we still had our tickets and someone's willing to give us six thousand dollars for our two tickets, 
Yeah. I mean, as big as an avalanche fan that I am, if that's going to pay for the next season or two, um, so I can get what, you know, 80, 82 games instead of it. Hey, I don't know. It makes you think, but it's also, this is, this is how sports uh, are and sports. It's the are way right that now. everything it's, is right now. Uh, tickets oh, for concerts are the exact same way. Everybody, yeah. as soon as they go on sale, they get snacked up. It's all, it's all second it's market. Flipped. It's all, yep. it's all people just trying to get their, their piece. And it's, yep. it's, yeah. it's hurting things. It's not good. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I can't say that it's good. The Jersey, the Jersey game is mm-hmm. like that too. The game worn Jersey game. Um, a lot of people just buying them so they can flip them. So anyway. I'm really glad I have a very good, I'm glad we got a good size TV right before the pandemic because no kidding i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pay that kind of money man that's crazy no matter how big of fans we are um yeah season ticket holders i think the avalanche our old tickets i believe if i saw right they would be 150 dollars a ticket for for the stanley cup finals that really isn't that final sorry final it's it's singular it's not plural final whatever (laughs) don't yell at me what would you say (laughs) don't yell at me that was yelling at you was that yelling at you? I'll give you Jay. Was that something? Out. Was that yelling at you? <laughs> you haven't heard me oh. yet. <laughs> we got a lot of work to something do. Something to cry about. That's right. Um, let's see. <laughs> let's the end of the end of the Oilers. I, I just had a feeling over time in Game Four, it was not going to last very long. It was just one of those things. And Arturi Lekkinen sends his team to the Stanley Cup Final. For the second straight year with an overtime goal to clinch mm-hmm. the series. That's pretty good. First first player since 38-39. That's but that that was that was actually the same dude. That was Gordy Drillin. Remember him? Yeah. Boy, he oh, yeah. skate. I <laughs> watched him yeah. many times. Oh yeah, on the, on, in HD TV. <laughs> mm-hmm. On TV. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm. yeah. Mm. That's right. But he he was the last, he's the first player since Gordy Drillin. In, from Toronto in 38-39 to score series clinching overtime goals in the conference <laughs> finals. That's just mm-hmm. crazy. But sometimes, you know, when you just, Joe Sackick was like that, Chris Jury is like that, in big times, the puck the puck finds the best players. Well, And what a pickup. I, pick I also saw, I think it was 68 years ago, was the last time that a Stanley Cup final went to overtime in Game 7. Oh, wow. Yeah, 68 years ago. Whoa. Hmm. Wait, are you foreshadowing? Are you? I am future? not in the future. If I were, if I were in the future, <laughs> I'd be, I'd be heading to Vegas and placing, placing sports bets. You got the book from, from Back to the Future too. No. Two? Was it two? three? Yeah, it was two. Seven. I think it's two. Three, three was like they're what on the they train. What did they do in Back to the Future yeah, four? Do you remember Back to the Future four? Mm-hmm. Or has it I don't not think happened there was one. yet? Ooh, or maybe, maybe I am in the future, and I've seen it. <laughs> nah. Are we watching it right now? Mm. Oh dear. Uh, who else has been really good? Mm. Let me think. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr's been. I'm glad that people get to watch Kale McCarr and appreciate Kale McCarr the way that Avalanche fans have appreciated that that kid guy uh, the whole time. It's just seventh defenseman in NHL history to record five points in a playoff game. First defenseman in history to score to record five points in a series clinching playoff game. Uh, the other two people were somebody else, and then some guy named hmm. Gretzky. Isn't he and a broadcaster? Then, yeah, yeah, he is. He comes on in between periods, and he 
talks and stuff, <laughs> but he actually, he actually compared him to Bobby Orr. Right. He said, Kale McCarr is changing the game like Bobby Orr changed the game way back in the day. And if that's coming from Gretzky, you can't be like, nah, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. That guy's that always guy talking, about. talking about. The thing with Kale McCarr is that if he's changing the game, it's going to be really hard for other people to follow. He's just, it's not just the way he's he thinking can't. about it. It's the, it's the ability there as well. It's, it's the yeah. instincts that offside call in game one against the Oilers. Like he tried to say, you know, I was trying to get control of that puck. Dude, you had control of that puck. You knew exactly what you were doing. <laughs> um, it's just so fun to watch. And I'm glad he's playing so well on the big stage. Nathan McKinnon, same way. These guys are just, they're playing great hockey, but you know what? So is the entire team. Like, I think you can go down the list of everybody. Jack Johnson comes in after San Gerard is hurt. Jack Johnson's looked pretty good. Devontae's has had a, had a couple bumps. Um, st- you know, pucks jumping over a stick and things like that. But he he makes up for that more. Um. Nachushkin, Comfer, even Obey Kubel hasn't been in the lineup every single game. But when he's in, uh, um, Alex Newhook is another one. Like you can go up and down this. Miko Rantanen started slow. Now he's you know he scored in every goal. He, he scored in every game in the in the finals in the Western Conference Finals. And Kadri was Kadri when he was in. Like I don't know. You just got everybody stepping up and playing well. This we don't. I, we don't put a lot of faith in the or. Weight on the plus minus stat. We've talked about that a lot, mm-hmm. but there are only three players right now that are minus: uh, Jack yeah. Johnson, Sam Gerrard, and JT Confer. That's it, yeah. and that's minus one, minus one, and minus two, respectively. Yeah, and Confer's been he's been amazing, mm-hmm. and this is this is exactly why Joe Sakic signed him. He has done this through the playoffs, pretty much every run. He's had stretches where he. When he needs to step up, he does and really helps this team when, you know, either the bigger guys are getting shut down or there's no bounces or whatever it is. Um, he even had to step in on the power play when Kadri went out. The power plays struggled a little bit without Kadri and especially without Burakovsky as well um, when he was out for a little bit. So I don't know. It's just that it's just that run that. And the thing with Comfort was teams, that if it was a, the question of who would you let go, Kerfoot or Comfort, Kerfoot or Comfort. Yeah. And. Maybe Kurt, maybe uh, Kerfoot would be great right now, eh, but yeah. hey, I got I got no complaints, especially after game, well, especially too. after game four against the Oilers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was he's he's been outstanding, and and I don't know. It's just cool to look up and down the lineup, and and that, but you know what? That's why they've made it this far. It it can't be just your best guys. I mean, ask Drysaddle and ask ask McDavid, two of the best players in the league. Man, I was. Have you ever had a high ankle sprain or anything like that? Have you ever? Have I you mean, ever I've done snapped my anything? ankle. Yeah, you know, I sna- you, it's snapped. like I'm watching dry sidle. Yeah, I'm watching dry sidle because I've I've sprained my ankle mm. pretty good. Um, I was catching and a guy came in and I was trying to make a play on a ball. He stepped on my left foot and ran me over, and my left foot just kind of stayed stood, there, stayed where it was while he mm-hmm. while he mm-hmm. pushed me over, but those little tweaks and that's what dry was dealing with. And he, he, he was, he was good even without, you know, being healthy, obviously, but just watching him struggle and watching him tweak it makes my yeah. hands hurt. You know, it was just so gutsy performance by him. And also Darnell nurse, they, everybody knew he wasn't healthy and all the injuries come out later, but he, he played like most, I think all the playoffs with a torn hip flexor. That can't no, be. No, not at all. Yeah. And he was struggling, but the abs are seven and zero on the road this post season. 
And they also have eight eight comeback wins in the playoffs. This ties their franchise record that they set in '96 when they won their hmm. first cup. Hmm. Um, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm trying to look it up real fast. Um, was yeah. it Goudreau? And I think what was he playing on? It was something that was broken. It might have been a foot or an ankle, like a fractured something yeah. or other. And it's like, how do you? I'm, I'm uh, sh- fractured ankle. Goudreau played on a fractured <laughs> ankle through that. Good. I'm sure there's injuries that the abs are dealing oh, with right yeah. now that uh, that nobody knows about. That you know, we'll we'll find out mm-hmm. about them later. Yep. Um, but I mean, you can go up and down. Cogliano just been a stud on the on the penalty kill. Even scored a scored a goal uh, so far in the playoffs. Darren Helm, we already we already talked about him. These are the guys you need to play well, and everybody's stepping mm-hmm. up. Lekkinen has just been money. Like makes Joe Sakic look like a hero. I mean. We like him anyway, <laughs> right? We like Joe Sackick. Did you did you happen to see the video from Joe Sackick uh, when he came to join the guys on the bench? Afterwards? I did not see it. No, like there's a conversation that the guys are having. They're trying to figure out whether they should touch the Western Conference trophy, and you know, EJ's like, "No, nah, I'm not touching that thing." And Nate's like, "I don't know." And and Gabe Landeskog's like, well, "I don't." And and then Joe Sackick shows up, but you don't see him. He's not in the screen yet. But everybody's head head turns. And goes points right where Joe Sackick is, and Joe Sackick comes out and says, "Touch the damn thing, and you know, do what you want to do. You can touch it or not." And there's a great picture of Sackick at the end of this video by Nathan Rudolph on on Twitter, where it's Sackick holding the holding in 2001 the Western the Campbell Bowl, I think is what they call it. But it was uh, so funny when the it was for Red Wings Penguins. The first series, the Penguins did not touch it and lost the cup. And the second series, they yep. did touch it and they won the cup. So, you I know. Somebody did the math on it, too. And I think it's like 50-50. I'm, I'm really, I'm like not shocked half, at all. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Half the teams that touch it win and half the teams that don't touch it win. It's so, like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's not the you trophy want. you want, so don't touch it. You know what? It's the trophy you got, so enjoy it. Yeah, you might as well. Yeah, I mean, you're you're better than 28 other teams mm-hmm. in the league right now, so go for it. Logan O'Connor is another one. Valer, Valeri Nichushkin. Um, I don't know. This list just keeps going. Bowen Byron. You're better. Has been you're better than 30 other teams in the league now, since we're up to 32. That's true. At least. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's right. Sorry, under I, I, the leagues keep growing, but uh, Bowen Byron's been unbelievable. It's he's been, been great to watch he's him been a lot up. better he, throughout these playoffs. He's gotten better. He's, time. he's. I I still think that he is. Um, there, there are a lot of players on this team that I want to have a see have a shoot first mentality. He's not one of them. Sure, he's not a guy that no. I want to see shooting as often as he is right now. Get yeah. start thinking about the play. Start thinking about being a playmaker more than trying to be the guy who rushes in and first shot on net. No, man. Just yeah. if you're going to do that, go for the rebound thing. But I, yeah. I think that he's taking taking that first shot as soon as he gets in the zone a little too often right now. So yeah, but he still looks good. I mean, you rather have him get chances than oh, not. Yeah. one thing I've noticed from this from this team as they as they move forward, and it's it's obvious obvious that they can afford to do it when other teams necessarily can't afford to do it. Is that they have four guys on the rush most of the time. Whenever they can get four guys on the rush, they send that extra defenseman, and it's it's hard to stop. It's hard to stop with with the top two Avalanche lines plus a Byram or a Makar or a Taves. Or like an EJ joining joining mm-hmm. the the mix. Manson doesn't quite do it as much, but he's also not as fast and as skilled. But he's totally I'm happy with Josh Manson as well. But it's just like it's pretty cool to watch them. Um, I wonder what the conversations between he and his dad are. 
who's assistant coach for the, oh, that, the handshake line was, the, yeah. was cool. I, well, the thing was too, one thing I noticed when Manson scored his goal, he scored the second goal in that three goal outburst that we were talking about mm-hmm. against the blues in game three. Right. Um, he stared at the bench for a while and somebody asked him, like, were you staring at your dad? He's like, no, I was not staring at my dad. That was, that was, I'm sure that was pointed out of Vander Kane because that was earlier in the game of Vander Kane had done his little crying motion toward the avalanche. He thought they were crying a little bit too much about the, about the calls and non-calls and stuff. So karma. whatever Kane. karma's fun. Karma's fun. But I mean, up and down the roster, it's just, and, and then Franzos and Kemper, like, I don't know. It's just so cool to watch. They're in the, They're final. the final. How? What? I think. Final. I think we need to reflect on how they got here by going back to the hockey cliches and seeing yeah, uh, seeing what it. we got here. Right. I like it. Where should we start? I, th- at the top I think of you list? have to. I think. I think you got to start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. Okay. I I like starting at the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Health. Yeah. <laughs> they have their really. they have their yeah. injuries, but they're they've had a lot of guys. They're out. making it work. And one of the things that people have talked yeah. about about this team is their depth. And you see a lot of guys that are coming on, playing you know playing for the hurt guys. We already talked about uh, Jack Johnson. We've already talked about the line shuffling and uh, Newhook being ne- in when he was not. Nico yeah. Sturm, Nico Sturm, yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things you have to have, and it's one thing that they've done throughout the season. And, and I think that's really paying mm-hmm. off for them. Um, there's other teams like say if a dry sidle or a, or a McDavid weren't, wasn't able to go at any point during that last series, that would have been a real game changer. This abs team has just kind of dealt with it. They've got that mindset, the next man up. And I know every team talks about that, but I don't know if every team can actually live that. And I'm not trying to be critical of any other team either, but they mm-hmm. make it work. Uh, McKinnon's been out uh, for stretches during this year. Uh, Landy was out the last six weeks of the year, but they, they make it work and they don't worry too much. They don't focus their energy on that. And they just literally next mm-hmm. man up. So, so they have enough help. Yeah. They do. Um, if you have to get to a third goaltender, um, if you have to, well, again, I, I really saw it on the power play when both Kadri and Burkowski were out against the Oilers. It's hard to replace them on that second power play line. So there comes a point where you can only do so much of that, but you know, it's it's not nothing that you can't that you can't mm-hmm. make work, um, as long as you have that right mindset. So there's that. Um, okay, so that first one was health. Second one was taking care of the puck. You mentioned the as for check being a factor, and I it just reminds me of oh, yeah. uh, game two for against the Blues, and the whole thing with the Blues was we're, we have to forecheck hard, and they did, yeah. and it worked. Oh, they did. Oh that, man, they shut down. What a game oh, they played. That it was that it game. was it was incredibly frustrating game to watch. Why they didn't do it in game three or game four is beyond me. They, was it the, I think saying it and doing it, it, I mean, it's, it's not easy to do against a team like the avalanche, but at the same time it was working. And at first I was like, well, I guess they're just kind of, they're just hanging back or something, or maybe they're trying and it's ineffective. It seemed like they weren't even trying. I was stunned, stunned. Yeah. That was that was a really interesting mm-hmm. contrast between those mm-hmm. two games, and yeah, so the Avs have done it on their end. Um, but again, you you get to this point, turnovers, uh, you know, bad decisions in your own zone, you're playing with mm-hmm. fire there, and 
we're going to see more, even more of that because you're playing against good teams. You're playing against teams that that's why they're there. They take other teams' mistakes and they take other other teams' kind of uh, passive approaches and they make something yep. happen with them. So, but overall, I think the Avs have done just like you said. They've done an outstanding job between Cogliano, between Logan O'Connor, between Darren Helm. Um, you know, they 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 you're not getting out of that zone easily. And the one thing that they were able to do most of the series against the Oilers is not allow the McDavid's and the dry sidles and, and the canes of the world to build up speed yeah. in the neutral zone between the four check and between shutting, shutting that down. I don't know. Again, it's easier said than done. You could see what the Oilers were doing is that they just spread everybody out and they move the puck East and West and just give Connor McDavid the room that he needs in order to have some, have some chances. And yeah. wow. I mean, that obviously that dude's one of the best in the world. I love how Nathan McKinnon played that down before the series as well. And he said, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. He's one of the best in the world, if not the best in the world, which is true. But, you know, Nathan McKinnon wanted to prove oh, yeah. that as well. Absolutely. And it wasn't, yeah. it's almost kind of, it's almost like uh, the goaltending matchup when they, or when uh, quarterback against quarterback. And these guys never yeah. see each other. It's not them against them. It's the no. team against the goaltender or you know, it's your offense it versus your defense. It's not, it's not exactly what you guys are thinking is with, with this, it's a little more that, but at the same time, it absolutely is. with, with the avalanche and their four check, and especially against the star players, especially on the road where you don't get the matchup that you, you don't get to dictate the matchup. Yep. It's gotta be your third or fourth line guys that are, are playing the shutdown game that are being the hard four checkers and that aren't giving any room. And yeah, you're right. The Avalanche definitely, definitely had that a lot harder in this game or in these series. They've yeah. done that well. Th- they've done that well mm-hmm. so far. So hopefully they keep that, oh, yeah. that going. Uh, mm. Goaltending. Your goaltender needs to be your best mm-hmm. penalty killer. Um, I don't know. The best, the best way I can think of is the Avs have gotten enough goaltending. Sometimes just enough. Yeah. Just enough. Yeah. It hasn't been no. good. The numbers, the numbers show it. The, the, the Avs goaltending as a whole has not been good at all, but they have been able to score enough goals. I don't know. Some teams need to play that way. Um, you know, Tampa, Tampa's not known for scoring a ton of goals. They're, they're known for Vasilevsky and the, one. and the trap. They are one of the best trapping yep. teams in the league yep. have been for years. So. Yeah. So the abs, the abs play the type of game where you just need to make enough saves. You don't need to make all the saves. And, and that's what, and, and that's that what's too. happening. <laughs> that is very much what's Absolutely. happening. Absolutely. Especially when you have an eight, six game, when you have a six, five <laughs> game, there is exactly. And, and thank goodness. God bless Mike Smith. Thank you, Mike Smith for being yourself because you never know which <laughs> Mike Smith is going to show up and boy, it wasn't the good one. And thank goodness for that. No. But it it's going to be a lot it was, it harder was, against Vasilevsky. He's a big guy. It is. It is. I think traffic, traffic in front of him and redirecting the puck is going to be mm-hmm. your only shot. If he's, if he sees it, he's generally going to save it. And even Shesterkin, he had a great series, but uh, he let a few in that should have been saved. And and this is going to be mm-hmm. that kind of series. You have to make the saves that need to be made. Uh, the Avs can afford to not have that if they keep scoring the way they are and they keep coming in waves and they keep forechecking and all those things that we were talking about. So it's going to be a very mm-hmm. interesting matchup that way. So goaltending, it just has to be good enough to get you wins and the abs mm-hmm. are 12 and two. So it's hard to be mad at that. Uh, your best players need to be good. Kale McCarr, Nathan McKinnon, uh, Miko Rantanen has come along. Landis Gog has been just fine. 
Your best players have, have been their best play. Well, yeah, they've been their best Landis player. Landis Coggin ran in or tied for third in scoring in points in the playoffs on this team. And you're saying, yeah, hey, he's been good. All right. <laughs> he's been, hey. it's been, it's been good. Hey. hey, good enough. He's been good enough. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Uh, second and third line players stepping up. Um, yeah, they've gotten yeah. a lot of that. That's the, I left the original list. Nachushkin, Kadri, Burkowski, Lekkinen, Comfer, and like I just literally just went down the entire roster and everybody's doing something to contribute and that's that's what you need to have. And that, that secondary, third line, fourth line, all bonuses, but everybody's doing their job pretty well right now and just, we're just hoping they keep that going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we good? Yeah. We good on that one? Uh, game five against St. Louis, the Avs were up three nothing and blew that lead, and then lost the game. So taking care of business whenever you have the chance to—that's just—it's almost a non-negotiable. When you have a chance to put a team away, when you have a chance to score that extra extra goal, three goal leads are good. Four goal, three goal leads in hockey, especially early, they're just—I don't want to say they're useless, but it's just sure it seemed that way. These, I'll take them yeah, when you can get them. Right? It seems like it. <laughs> it doesn't seem like that much, but. Taking care of business and taking care of the puck in your own zone, just like so. I don't know. Any thoughts on taking nope. care of business? That's that's just that the is. name. I of mean, the if you series, it, it, if you don't take it seriously, then why why are you even here? So yeah, yeah. You just mm-hmm. got to take care of business. Uh, luck and bounces. The one thing I I remember, I can't remember who shot it was. Somebody, some one of the big defensemen for St. Louis, shattered Devontae's stick on the way into the net. Like you just have to get bounces and the as the as have gotten a few bounces too, but you have to work really hard for those bounces. Yeah. This sounds like a hockey. It kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> and your, your special teams need to be special enough. Uh, the abs penalty kill. It's, it's, it's been tough, but they've, they're also playing against again. I, I, I can't, I, I got to go back to what you were talking about for game two against the blues and Ryan O'Reilly is, we all know how mm-hmm. good he is. We all know how how what a great hockey player oh, yeah. he is, and he he he's one that kind of made he and David Perron made the Avalanche penalty kill look pretty pretty weak. Um, but they're good too. Like you're playing against teams, that's why they're there. Their special teams are good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so, things I'm seeing from the penalty kill that I'm less than plussed with, but eh, yeah, you know they they wound up turning it around and getting back into just about every game anyways. So, eh, okay. I'd like to see, I'd like to see them a little more coordinated on the penalty kill. Yeah. But it's hard. I mean, the, the, it's, it's, it's occasionally you see them coming out and trying to play aggressive and just not getting back into formation, not getting back in the box, not really knowing exactly where they're supposed to be. Um, it, it can be a, there are some really good teams out there. They're very good at playing, uh, the aggressive, uh, penalty kill. Yeah. The Avalanche have traditionally not been one of them. So stop yeah. trying to play such an aggressive penalty kill sometimes, unless you really have a, yeah. unless you're up against a second, a uh, second power play unit that is being slow and maybe have a few people out of, out of sorts. Yeah. You know, stay, stay down, quit, quit trying to do everything. Yeah. 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 It's going to be interesting. It'll be, yeah. I don't know. It's going to come down to, it's going to come down to one of these cliches. We just don't know which okay. one yet. So, uh, who starts game one? Yeah. If it's, if, if, if Kemper is healthy, I think it's Kemper. I don't see how you can okay. go with Francois. I love, I love the four, nothing shutout. 
Uh, but boy, I hate, I hate that six, five OT. <laughs> there are times <Yep>. when <laughs> there is not, this is not a team that you've already said it, that you, this is a team where you can let in a few and still win the game. Um, but you're not going to win a lot of six, five overtime games. You, and if he's the guy that's good, that's putting, that's allowing those, that many goals to happen, uh, that's, yeah. that's tough. There were a few in that in um in that in that six five overtime uh win that were absolutely not his fault. That there were some yeah, th- if there's one thing that the Avs really needed to clean up badly was the amount of breakaways and solo, you know, letting guys in on their own, um, letting guys in down low, not knowing your assignment, not staying with your guy. It, they really need to clean that up. And there were a couple of times when Francis was hung out to dry against very good players. The, I, if, if, if those hadn't happened, it would have been a five, three win in regulation. Sure. Um, but, but really you have, you also have to be able to say, yeah, I, I let that guy pass, and you're going to take care of it because that's what you got to do. That's what a goaltender has to do. And I don't know that Francis is going to be able to do that very much. It's a yeah. crazy game. Just, just a mm-hmm. crazy game. I mean, I, I look. Yeah, I'd we'll rather see. have this. I'd rather have a tandem like this than, uh, you know, like what had like it. We saw the tandem fall apart in for St. Louis. Yeah. Um. You know, Thank goodness we. Thank goodness there's somebody there because we do remember what happened a couple seasons ago. I think it was in the bubble when they had to go to the third and fourth string goaltenders on the bench, and you're like, oh, yeah. what's going to happen? You know, we saw what happened. <laughs> Nothing good. We knew what was going to happen. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. That's going to be yeah. a big one. I don't know whether it's going to be Wednesday morning after a skate or mm-hmm. whatever. I still like your idea. Let's hold hands and I believe it was you that said held hands, but you know what? That's okay. If you, you know, I'm okay with some hand Who's holding. starting tonight? Jared Bednar? Who's starting tonight? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yep. You'll see. You'll see once the puck drops or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe everybody right. comes out well, for morning skating, goaltending gear and just skates around yeah, for a little while exactly. even knows who anybody is <laughs> you want to play games let's play games ah so yeah, yeah. it's exciting I'm excited I'm, excited. I'm pretty excited. excited four wins four wins is all it takes um, yeah a lot of talk I don't know it's hard to decide who's who's the favorite I, I think when it comes to statistics I think when it comes to whatever the avalanche are the favorite by a little bit um, but like everybody's saying, it was one of the first quotes that I thought of once, uh, the, once the lightning won the other night, uh, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Well, they say that, uh, to win champ, you know, you need defense to win championships and yeah. defensively, I got to give the edge to the lightning, uh, but it, but yeah. it is just an edge now with Makar, with Taze, you know, it, it's been, there's with Manson, yeah. you know, I, I think that they've got that the avalanche are pretty close there. Goaltending, I definitely yeah. give the edge to the lightning, but offense sure. give the edge to the avalanche. So this really is Absolutely. going to be a test of offense versus defense. I don't see I I I mean, I don't I, I want to make a prediction, but I don't want to make a prediction all at the same time. So I'm just gonna hold my I'm gonna hold my cards close to my chest and you're not I'm gonna not going to say a prediction. prediction. No. Okay. Yeah, I'm cool with that. 
I'm not going to yell. Good. At I don't see why you would. We don't even do. I don't predictions know why here. you would yell at me. That just seems like a ridiculous. No, nah, I'd, I'd never yell at you, my friend. I would never yell at you. Um, I don't know. It's it's going to be a great series. Yeah. What are you? I'm just, I'm just recalling some all caps tweet <laughs> texts that you that you've sent. You know, I'm just saying, just saying. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Especially if you have receipts, I can't. I can't so, not. I well, I only yelled at you because you made me yell at you. So that's your fault. Anyway. Um, blaming the victim. <laughs> All right. Shaking, just sh- shaking his head. It's going to be a great series. These are two great teams. Um, I think the league wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, it, it's going to be either to going to be, we're and either going to be adult, right back in your holes as soon as it's done, or it's going to be a month after we're, you know, after it's done and we're still just, we're getting over the sadness, but mm-hmm. yeah, but uh, overall, um, it seems like, this is the beginning, although the Avs of you know, 10 out of the last 20 years, they've made it to the first or the second round. It's, it's hard to complain a ton, but you know, they, they finally got over that hump. It's been 20 years since they've been this far. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just cool to be a part of that. It's a lot we've, of fun. We've been doing this for 15 years. We, we, we were at the very mm-hmm. bottom and you know, shout out to every avalangelist on, on Twitter. Aaron music. Um, he, he mentioned that Twitter psychic. He was like, I remember when we were playing Avs Twitter psychic and that was the only win we knew we were going to get as fans <laughs> yeah. because Avs Twitter psychic is eight years nice. old now. And within those eight years, it's been one of the worst seasons, although it was shortened in H- NHL history all yep. the way to here. So it's just fun to have, have this back. The city's excited. A lot, a lot of hockey fans now, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's Rockies it's great. are Rockies it's are terrible. Used to long the ago. Mammoth, I think they're still in there. They're in the. They're yeah, actually in the championship. The three, yeah, the three game. Rockies are Rocky, the Rockies. Oh, the Rockies um, were so the Rockies early this year, way earlier yeah, than normal. Total. Yeah. Very Rockies, and you um, know, Broncos are trying and, to make it and back, Nuggets so. went out pretty like first round. So yeah, yeah, yep. So the only game in town. It's uh, it's an. Yeah, it's an exciting time. Everybody's excited here. It's, it's hockey weather, like we were talking about, and yeah, it's a little bit later because of the COVID delays. But yeah, it's hot here, so <laughs> we'll see how things go. Um, Should I do the spiel? Want to do your shout out? Yeah, I'll do the spiel. We'll do the shout outs, and then we'll get the heck out of here. We'll let people get back to their lives. Let, All right, let's uh, do that. You can find the Ass Hockey Podcast at www.ashockeypodcast.com where you can find things that look like internet videos and internet writing and internet blogging and internet stuff that happens on the internet with the internet and all the internet stuff. You can find links that allow you to subscribe. You can find links to Jay's Twitter, links to Jay's Instagram, links to t-shirts that we don't even know have actually worked anymore. Who knows? Uh, is Cafe Press even a thing anymore? I have no idea. Our t-shirts yeah, are fun. We haven't actually said curse word on a show in a long time. Uh, but, yeah, I'm glad we don't have to. During the playoffs, don't forget to play Avs Twitter Psychic with the hashtag Avs Twitter Psychic. Can you find Jay at Avs Podcast on all the socials except for TikTok, where he's uh, where he's Jay does silly dances, right? Dot Tiki Taki. I can't figure out what to what to post there. I just post pictures, and it's just like that's not that's what like, TikTok's yeah, there for. Like, that's so. so not what it's anyway. It's for. for moving pictures <laughs> not a- that move. Yeah. So anyways, that's, that's all the spiel I've got. Yeah. Shout outs. Hit your shout outs, my friend. 
Oh, okay. Right. I'll go first. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Jesse Thomas. He is the executive producer and engineer for the Colorado Rockies baseball network on KOA. Uh, when they're in the booth, he posts ATP picks from the radio booth during the Rockies baseball games, and he posts a picture, and that's nice. freaking cool. So thank you, Jay Tizzle. Jay Tizzle also went to George. I went to East. So we are uh, we were so-called enemies growing up, but uh, now we're all Team Denver Public Schools. So Jay right Tizzle. on Jay Tizzle. Are you Jay, are you Jay, Jay Tizzle? Tizzle? Are you Jay? I am not. I'm not. I'm, I, I bet you names. do. <laughs> not going to go there. <laughs> I want to give a shout-out to Reddit user Susavarin. Uh, I believe in, in, he is in Finland. I'm going to look at I that believe. name and I'm going to say that uh, but, that is, that is, that is a good, darn good guess that he's in Finland. And yeah. I think he, I, it just seems like it's short, shy, a couple of vowels. He needs a few more vowels in there. Yeah. Needs yeah. more vowels, please. But yeah, he was asking when we're, and I just lost him as a listener. So. so my apologies. <laughs> no way. Uh, so yeah, shout out to, to him for asking when the next show is going to be posted. We appreciate your, support. uh, the answer you. is now. And also the, as you're listening to it, now, the answer right is now. Now. <laughs> now it's feeling like space balls a little bit. <laughs> now is now. <laughs> Late. <laughs> um, and also thanks to you for my new stuff. Oh, um, do I call sure. this a rig or is it, it, or is it individually gear? it's gear and as altogether it's, it's a rig. Well, sure. thanks for the rig. Cause I don't, I don't, I know, you know, the difference. I know I hear the difference to my untrained ears, but James hooked me up with a lot of great new technology so we can podcast and sound better than we have in, in the, in the, you know, in, in the, the past lockdown the, the era, past, yeah. but yeah, but thank you for this. I think, you know, we sound better and we sounded good already, but I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, my shout outs, yeah. uh, Hey, shout out to Instagram for asking me for, to uh, put my birthday in because, uh, boy, you just, you, uh, you really just made me say, uh, yeah, I guess I just don't need to do Instagram. Uh, when they're, when they're like, Hey, you know what? It's for, to protect the, protect the children. We're doing this to make sure that the children are protected. And also because we're going to, we needed to target ads to it's you. Creepy. And it literally says that it's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> you say it's yeah. your birthday. I'm not going to tell you. Too. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Remix. Uh, also, remix. Uh, hey, big shout out to all the, uh, all the, the ladies and the, and the, the website developers and the SEO experts and all those things that have been spamming me lately. Thanks a lot. I'm not clicking your links. I'm not looking at your pictures. You're, I'm not doing any of it. You're, you're Thank you so much. Shout out to you guys for making me feel like we actually do something on the internet that's worth spamming about. Why all of a sudden are you getting I don't spammed, know. Do Baseball school is getting a lot these days. And I, I there's something like, like I, awesome. I wonder if there's like, I, I don't know. I'm sure that the bots are just really happy. We're just big time. No, yeah. we're big time. Yeah, sure. We're big time. Just ask us. We'll tell you how big time we are. You, you know what? You might. Us. I'm, I still, I don't even, I don't even buy it. I'm not even believing it myself. I was looking at it like, yeah. <laughs> if you were like, James, tell everybody how, how, that we're all big time. I'd be like, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're humble. We're humble like that. Just ask us. We'll, we'll, we, we will like, we will tell you an expanded form. Most humblest humble ever. We are. Yep. So humble. Nobody's more mm -hmm. humble than us. <sighs> what time? You know what it? time it is? It's time to say goodbye to all okay. our hockey friends. But we'll be mm -hmm. back. Like we'll be back. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure. I think it's still sinking in. Still trying to figure out. Just like, all right. 
Uh, it's going to be a dang roller coaster. We're going to have like five heart mm-hmm. attacks. But you seem worried. You're not. Yeah, worried. I mean, I think that there was a time in my life where yeah. if the if the avalanche lost, it would devastate me forever, and I would never recover, and you know all that. Um, that time in my life is not now. Uh, they are. I'm. I'm psyched. I'm hyped. I am. You know, it's going to be a huge battle. And these are two very, very, very worthy teams. Uh, yep. And yeah, of course, I'm a little. I'm a little worried that they're going to get there. But at the same time, boy, sure. of all the, they they've got the experience. They are taking it seriously. They're happy with making it boring as, you know, as, as McKinnon said, gross gross and boring, I believe it was. Yeah. And that's uh, good. (laughs) Yeah. Nathan, like if somebody didn't know hockey, like tell me about how Nathan McKinnon plays. Oh, he's gross and boring. That's what he's there to make it as. (laughs) Yep. That's the guy. This guy knows his stuff. He called, he said he's gross gross and boring. Every single game. Yeah. And uh, so of all the teams that we've seen in recent history, um, this one really seems constructed to, to, to take it as far as possible. If they had Kadri, I'd feel a little better about it, but I think so too. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Maybe he'll be back. Mm. You never know. Maybe he's a quick healer. Maybe. Yeah, probably I not. But know. speaking of, we'll be back. We'll it be back his, in people's ear holes. I, oh, we're going to be back. We're totally going to be back and we'll, we'll break everything mm. down and. You know, hopefully we're celebrating, yeah. but we'll we'll be there either way. We're, you know, bottom line, those of you that have followed our show for a while, we're hockey fans. Uh, it's just cool to have our team be a part of this, and they've earned it. They've played well. Uh, I think we all know, and the hockey world knows, if they play like they can, they have a great shot of, of mm-hmm. hoisting that cup. And if they don't, they they won't. I mean, we've reached. That's hard hitting. I know that's a hot take right there. But if if they have a stretch where they don't play well, like anything could happen. And you're playing against the two time defending champs. Very proud, um, strong mm-hmm. team. Obviously, they're going to be tough to play against. They're 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 not rolling over at any point. Um, but you know, nope. neither are the Fs. And so. you know, I'm looking I'm looking we'll forward see. to seeing Corey Perry uh, lose in the final for a third time in a row. Everybody loves Corey Perry. Everybody loves him. Yeah. I, I just don't, I, you know, if I had a prediction, I don't have, I'm not going to say who, I mean, everybody mm-hmm. knows who we'd like to see. I, I don't see like a five game series. I just don't. From, I could see a six game from series. From either side. I think it goes six or seven, obviously. I, it's just going to be one of those. They, these teams are going to, they're, they're going to beat the crap out of each other and whoever wins it is going to win for sure. So hopefully everybody stays healthy and yeah, we'll just go from there. But all uh, right, okay. Nope, take Anything us home, Jay. Well, you're home. I'm <sighs> home. We're in different homes, but we're we're both figuratively take it's us home, good. Jay. Uh, virtual virtual fist, bump. fist bump, boom. All right, everyone. Uh, we appreciate your support, and this is you know this is brand new to us, and and I think it's brand new to many many of you. There was no podcasting back when the ads got this far. But we're happy to bring it to you. So thanks for downloading the show. Thanks for your support. We'll be back in your ear holes soon. For James, Tape Leg Grayley, and I'm JV. Please take care. Go Avs, go. We'll talk to you next time on the Avs Hockey Podcast. See you.
obviously not practiced at that. I almost hurt myself. I've got the uh, I've got the red plastic. It's not quite the the bro cup, but solo, still solo cup. Yeah, not quite there, but mm. it makes me feel like a party animal. Oh yeah, I'm a maniac, maniac on the oh, floor, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm podcasting and I'm, like I've never podcasted before. Yep, this is, these are all facts, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 